You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 206. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott, and I am your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a fiduciary, a fee-only certified financial planner, educator, and wealth advisor, and today's episode is all about finding more time. Stick with me because it all has to do with your investing life as well. But before we get to the topic of the day, boy, The clients at Fortress and the advisors at Fortress have been working hard to control everything we can control in a down market. Because let's face it, we cannot control the stock market, but we can control so many more things, such as intense tax planning. You either probably do your taxes on TurboTax, or maybe you have a tax preparer, but that's way different than tax planning. Are you doing everything you can to save every dollar you can in your taxes? And for my clients and I, a lot of them nearing retirement or in retirement, that has to do with getting as many credits as you can for healthcare and Roth conversions. And the list goes on and on. That's something you can control. Are you confirming your financial legacy through estate planning? That is something you can control. Do you have a good pulse on the amount of insurance you need? And if you do, are you paying too much for your insurance? Are you at that sweet spot where you have just the amount that you need and not a dollar more and paying the least amount for it? Because if you don't know, that's something you can control. I talk about this all the time. We cannot control the stock market, but there are so many other things that we can. In your investment portfolio, are you strategically optimizing all of the dividends that are coming in and rebalancing in a way that you're buying at the lowest possible point? Are you householding your account so you have the right investments in your tax-free accounts and tax-deferred accounts and taxable accounts. All of this stuff matters. Let's control what we can control. And let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. Finding more time. And how on earth does that relate to your investments? Well, I read an article this past week called How to Get More Time by a guy named Nick, I'm going to mess up the name, but Maggiuli, I believe is his name, wrote the article recently. And I just wanted to share some of my own views along with some views from this article. Because 
oftentimes I have some folks come into my office and say, how do I make up for this lost time? And is there a better option than just save as much as you can? Because you got to do everything you can to make up for lost time. Or clients want to risk up on their portfolio because they feel like they don't have a lot of time left before retirement. So now they're way over their risk tolerance. And quite honestly, just like Nick in this article, I would be thinking, well, yeah, it's what you need to do. Save as much as you can. I wouldn't necessarily recommend risking up, but save as much as you can. But I found out from this article that I was just thinking about this whole thing all wrong because other thoughts that I had were with my retired couples saying, Scott, I know the stock market is down. And if I were younger, I'd have time for the stock market to recover, but I'm not younger and I don't have that much time left. Maybe. And this article got me thinking a different way. Instead of focusing on how to get more money and save more money, which is important, don't get me wrong, but how do we get more time? I mean, if we can get more time, there's more time to save for money. There's more time for a stock market to recover. There's more time in your life for compounding interest for your legacy. Time. How do we get more time? And is it up to us? Because I don't think we can go somewhere and for 20 bucks, get a little more time back. I think somehow we need to earn our time. And here's the question of the day. How on earth, Scott, are we going to earn more time? How do we do this? Well, it's possible. And you may or may not like my answer, but I'm going to give it to you and then I'm going to back it up with some research. The answer to earning more time is exercise. Exercising regularly to improve your strength and your cardiovascular health. It is the most effective way to increase how much time you have left on this earth and more importantly, how much productive time you have left on this earth when everything else is equal. Because don't get me wrong, God only knows how much time we have left on this great earth. Anything can happen to any of us at any time. But all things being equal, exercise has the most influence on earning more time. And do not take my word for it because I'm just a financial advisor. But when I think about earning more time, that brings me back into a bigger and longer, more productive time horizon to work more productive years if you want to, especially if you're starting late and saving, to have more time to recover during down markets and more time for compounding interest. But as I said, don't take my word for it. Consider what Peter Adia, the expert on, and physician and longevity expert, says in this article that I just read. He says that proper cardiovascular fitness can add three to five years to your lifespan, but more importantly, six to eight years to your health span. What's the difference between the two? Lifespan is how long you live and health span is how long you live while in good health. So having six to eight more years of health span really means six to eight more years of living the life that you want. And isn't that what we're all after? We don't want to get old because we don't think we're going to be able to golf anymore. 
We think that our mind is going to go away, that our body is going to deteriorate, and someday it will. But if you could add six to eight years of health span onto your life, if you could earn that through cardiovascular and strength training, doesn't that give you some sort of motivation as we start to head into the fourth quarter of 2022 and into a brand new year of 2023. It gets me going. It gets me motivated because I'm up and down with my fitness. And this right here, gaining six to eight years of my health span, well, that is a motivating factor. But Scott, if I'm going to spend all this time exercising, which I hate exercising, how am I really getting six to eight years of my life, my health span back, when I'm going to be spending all my time exercising? Good question. What do you have to give up for this additional six to eight years? That's a perfectly good, logical question. But the answer is a lot less than you think. Assuming you spend four hours a week exercising, 50 weeks a year for 50 years, that would be 10,000 hours of lifetime exercise, which is barely over one year of time. But what do you get for that one year? Six to eight additional years of disability-free health. In other words, think about this. Every hour you spend exercising is likely to give you six to eight hours of additional healthy living. Is it guaranteed? No. Is the stock market guaranteed? No. Is anything guaranteed? No. But we want to stack the odds in our favor. That's why we have highly diversified portfolios when we're investing and we make sure that we're looking at the premiums in the market like small and value and profitability. And we're not in 50 or 60 companies. We're in thousands, 10,000, 12,000 different companies because all of that and all of the research suggests that will give us the greatest chance for success financially. But what about the greatest chance for success to get six to eight more years of healthy living? That's no joke. No guarantee, but that is no joke. And according to the research in this article that I read, nothing else even comes close. And I teach a retirement class, and I used to tell my folks, my students in the class, that there are some things other than exercising and eating right that are going to add some years to your life. And while it is true, when you're in retirement, you need a routine. You need to surround yourself with people. You need to believe those people are going to love you. Whether they love you or not, you believe that they love you. And you have structure and you have a routine. That really helps. But let's consider a couple of other examples where I have some statistics in front of me. Let's say you're a smoker. We all know if you quit smoking, you probably could add years to your life. And in this episode, Adia used a formula to show that smoking is approximately a 40% increase in the risk of ACM, all-cause morality. It means that at some point in time, there is a 40% greater risk that you're going to die relative to a non-smoker. That's what that means. Think of that. So, In statistical terms, you would say that smokers have a hazard ratio of 1.4. Not a good idea to smoke. So what's the hazard ratio on something like if I ate 
or for somebody, let's not say who ate, but who never ate fruits and vegetables. A smoker is 1.4 times more likely to die at any point than a non-smoker. Somebody who never eats fruits and vegetables has a hazard ratio of 1.35, that of which is very close to someone who doesn't smoke. So if you never eat fruit and vegetables, you're about like you're a smoker. 1.35 and 1.4. So what's the hazard ratio with not exercising? Those who don't exercise, the hazard ratio goes way up, 2.0. When comparing those in the bottom 25% of cardiovascular fitness using a measurement called the VO2 max, which we're not going to get into. Let's just concentrate on the number. You're not exercising. You're not getting your heart rate up on a consistent basis four times a week. You're not doing strength training three times a week. You are a sitting duck. Your health span has a great percentage to go down by six to eight years. What are we doing? And when I say that, I mean, what am I doing? Because the last time I ran was about two weeks ago. And now I got this motivation that I need to get out and start running. There's three things that I need to do if I want a greater health span. And why do I want a greater health span? Well, I don't want to be 75 years old, 80 years old, and not able to move. Thankfully, I'm not a smoker. Thankfully, I eat fruits and vegetables, but admittedly, probably not as much as I should. And this here, right now, is motivation for me to start exercising. What about you? You family steward, you. What are you doing to increase your health span? Hopefully you're not smoking. Hopefully you're eating fruits and vegetables many times every day. And hopefully you are exercising. And you're getting cardiovascular fitness four times a week. Getting that heart rate elevated, at least up into those zones where we know we're working. We're working up a sweat. We don't have to kill ourselves, but we need to get that heart rate up. And we need to strength train. Why? Because we are family stewards. We need to be there for our family. We are in charge of the finances. It's not easy. I get it. But we also need to be there as a father, as a mother, as a spouse, as a friend. You are the family steward in your family. Your family needs you. And if you can build your health span up six to eight years, boy, wouldn't that be awesome? I think it would be awesome. Plus, we get all the financial benefits. We can work longer if we want to because we will be healthy. Our health span will be there. We have a greater time horizon to save if we want to. As we get older, we have a greater time horizon for investments to recover. And finally, for our legacy, we have so much more time now, living longer, so we can build up that compounding interest and leave that lasting legacy to our family, to our church, to our favorite charity. 
This is what being a family steward is all about. So what about you? Are you ready to start? Are you ready to start exercising more? I am, I think, I hope, I'm motivated, and I will keep you posted where I am within my journey, and you do the same too. Email me, scott at fortressplanninggroup.com, and let me know, family steward. That's all I have today. Have an awesome, awesome week. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everybody. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance with compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.